Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. And a good Thursday afternoon to you, Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, Super Talk TV, of course, on your local radio stations. We are glad to have you along for the ride in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Visit them online at Dancing Rabbit Golf. You can book your tea time or plan your trip there. It's dancingrabbitgolf.com to learn more. PearlRiverResort.com is always available to you. Speaking of what's available to you, uh, you joining the conversation with us is available on the ceasefire text line at 601-879-4395. Whether you are looking for a wireless solution, a home internet solution like fiber to the home, super fast internet that will power whatever you need, or uh, business IT solutions, let uh, ceasefire help. Learn more at ceasefire.com. Uh, good afternoon, Brian Haydad. Good afternoon, Richard Cross. How are you today, sir? I'm glad. I'm I'm great. I'm not glad. I guess I'm glad also. But I'm uh, I'm doing quite well, thank you. Uh, good afternoon, Will East. Once again, in the chair. He had so much fun hanging out yesterday with uh, with me and with the Normo the Clown that he decided to come back <laughs> once again on this Thursday afternoon. William, hello. I, I watched that video that Brian posted on Twitter about three times today, four times, maybe even five. Uh, your we reaction the, uh, so, was amazing. Somebody bookmarked it, too. I want to know who that was. <laughs> hmm. Was you? Was it Richard? Who was Probably it? your lawyer is getting me. ready to file suit against me for slander or something. <laughs> was it how did HR? You Where was no, HR on that? So, so, yeah. We'll get a text from HR when I, you know, I let a, 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 a semi bad word slip. But I'm just getting railed by my boss on the airwaves yesterday, and nowhere to be found on that one. <laughs> yeah, HR probably thought it was funny too. <laughs> she was laughing. Oh, man. I was too. I can't say anything. Yeah, yeah. When you doubled over and started pounding the table, that was it was like okay. I, we just took belly laugh to a whole nother level. I was hurting. I was hurting. Uh, I was we hurting. are glad to be with you this afternoon. The PGA Championship is happening in Rochester, New York. It was cold when they started this morning. In fact, so cold that they pushed the tee times back almost an hour because of a uh, frost delay. We talked yesterday about the fact that that was a possibility. 
But it's nice this afternoon. They got guys in uh, in short sleeves. The sun's out, but the golf course is playing hard. Uh, hey, Dad's boy Bryson DeChambeau is leading the PGA Championship at this point. He is four under through 16 holes. He started on the back and then uh, is playing the front nine as his second nine. Xander Shoffley, Keegan Bradley, Corey Connors all at three under par. You've got a uh, you got a Mississippian that's in the mix. At last check, Hayden Buckley. Mississippi native at two under par as well. He's had a good season. You got Victor Hovland at two under as well. So a lot of uh, there's some good golf that's happening. Just not a lot of guys in red numbers. Now, if Haydad was playing, he probably would be. No, he wouldn't be in red numbers. He, he would he would not be under par. No. No. What's 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 the next color? Um. Well, you're either in the red or the black. You would be. What's what's after black? Um, what's what's even worse than that? What's yeah. what, are there purple numbers? Green? I don't I don't know. <laughs> Do they have to circle it? Underline asterisks? No, that would be where good, I'd be. Circles are for good scores. Squares are, are for bad oh, okay. scores. So okay. uh, yeah, let's see. Hayden Buckley I'd be in rectangles. has dropped back just to tell you. You currently have only thirteen players who are under par for their round, and then uh, quite a few. That are early in their round in the uh, the afternoon wave that are at even par. So uh, course playing tough today. Rory McIlroy shoots a one over seventy one. He's currently tied for forty third. Uh, Colin Morikawa. So two guys that have PGA championships. They have Wanamaker trophies on their uh, on their somethings in their trophy room or on their mantle or you know on the back of their toilet wherever they decide that uh, the place of honor is to. <laughs> To set the trophy, they've got them. Uh, both of those guys shooting uh, one over seven months. <laughs> you got got a lot of trophies on the back of the toilet there, Cross. I well, didn't I see mean, that when I came for know. Thanksgiving. It must have been in your bathroom, not the yeah, guest bathroom. It's like, yeah, it's the, the private quarters, not the uh, not the, the public <laughs> areas. Uh, you got him giggling. Uh, I feel like you giggle oh with, with Porky away. Well, Porky's so serious. He's yeah. just like. Pounding the table, angry. Um, uh, Brian, I have a, uh, a a golf story that whoa, I think whoa, you did I like. do something wrong? Uh, did I do something yeah. wrong? We're not friends anymore. Just dropped so, a Brian there, like, like did, just out of nowhere. Did you watch the um, the full swing documentary on Netflix about the I PGA Tour, PGA Live? I, did not. I, no. I actually think you would enjoy that because it's not so much about golf. I mean, there's some golf stuff that's mixed into it, but it's the off the the course stories, and uh, Joel Damon is a guy that uh, a lot of people found themselves really liking as like just kind of an everyman who doubted himself but finally came back. So quite the start for Joel Damon at the uh, PGA Championship. Ahead of the first round at Oak Hill Country Club, he was in the final practice round Wednesday when a shot went awry and it hit a fan in the calf. So normally... When a player hits a shot offline, they'll go and they'll you know introduce themselves to the fan and they'll give them a glove or a ball or something like that and autograph it and apologize and make sure they're okay. Um, so they even took it a, a step farther. Instead of apologizing and signing the ball or signing a glove, he uh, he met the fan and asked how much uh, beer costs at the course. Seventeen dollars uh, last year. That was that was widely criticized. He then pulled out a $100 bill and told the fan, hey, buddy, I got your beers for the day. Handed him a $100 bill, 
and then uh, and then moved on <laughs> nice. about his business. I like, like that. But you don't you don't care about an autographed golf club. How much why, is that beer you're drinking? Why are, Seventeen bucks. Here's five and a half of them. I, I like this. I like that golfers are just carrying cash out here on the golf course. Like, what do they need the cash for? In case they get a little. Side do they not get like? Going, they got to settle, settle some bets. Does that happen? Oh yeah, more so in practice oh, rounds. That's than awesome. In, okay. in actual rounds. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like yeah. that. Those guys love a little side action, so they'll have all kinds of games that are going when they're playing practice rounds. So this okay. guy, that, Caleb, that, that works for me. I like that. Yeah, Caleb McGuire says, "Shout out to Joel Damon for hitting my calf with a tee shot today on hole number one." He proceeds to ask me how much a beer costs at the tourney, and I tell him seventeen dollars a pop. He then pulls out a crispy one hundred dollar bill and says, "I got your beers today." And they put some pictures out great. there as well. That's great. I like that. It makes me happy. Yeah, I, I thought that was a story that uh, that you might get behind. I'll be honest, I'll, you know, if, if we're ever out somewhere and you want to hit me with a golf ball, but I can get a crisp hundred out of you, I'll t- I'll take it. I'm, I'm, as long as it's in the leg, the leg I can live with. Anywhere else, anything above the waist might be a problem. You might need more than one hundred dollar bill in that scenario. I might, that might, that might, yeah. The head's so, five hundred at least. All right, so some some other some other stories of this. Twenty sixteen, a female fan was hit in the head by Tony Finau at the Dean and Deluca Invitational. She needed stitches. Finau met with the fan after the round, but he later on showed up at her house with flowers and chocolate to apologize. Aw. Tony Finau's a really good guy. Super-duper family man. These are great stories. Really good stuff. Um, There was another one. Cam Smith at the FedEx St. Jude Classic hit a fan and his phone. After the hit, Smith shook the fan's hand signed his glove, and wrote down his cell number in his yardage book so that he could order a new phone. The next day, the new phone arrived uh, for the phone that was broken, which was a massive upgrade from his previous phone. It's good stuff. What, I, what I'm hearing is I need to go, I, when we go to the Sanderson, I'm just going to sit out there and try to get myself into a <laughs> hazardous area. I can see you like going into the fairway and then like turning and like giving him a target. Hit me, baby, hit me! Yeah. Just walk out there with a big bullseye on me, and oh gosh! Uh, in March at the Players Championship, Jordan Spieth hit a shot that was bound for the water, but was saved after it hit a fan. Mm. The save ended up saving his weekend in the tournament. Spieth signed a flag for the fan and gifted him and his friend tickets for the rest of the tournament. Hey, come back for the weekend on me. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Like that a lot. Yeah. Hey, um. My buddy Luke Johnson is going to uh, to join us in about 20 minutes. Luke, of course, is the co-host of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Hattiesburg and Super Talk Laurel, and of course, it's available online if uh, if you want to listen to it at your convenience on demand. We got a lot to talk about with Luke. Southern Miss beginning its uh, final series of the year. They are hosting Louisiana at Pete Taylor Park, three game series, final regular season home series for Scott Berry as the head coach of the Golden Eagles. So uh, we'll talk with him about the weekend coming up, about regional possibilities, and also potentially some basketball news from Southern Miss. And I'm not talking about Austin Crowley returning. That's big news. But a game that Southern Miss might be playing, the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in this coming December. Some rumors floating around. 
We'll get to that. We'll also visit with Ben Ingram, the radio voice of the Atlanta Braves, uh, coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Just getting started with you at Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back. Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. If you missed the, oh, I guess it was a Twitter announcement earlier. I think that's where they put it out. I'm sure they other places as well. But Ole Miss and Alabama, due to the threat of inclement weather tonight in Tuscaloosa, will begin their baseball game at 4 o'clock. And so we are going to lose some of you in a little while. Um, by the way, if you want to continue listening to Sports Talk Mississippi, uh, and the station, the radio station that you are listening on, uh, is no longer available. May we suggest the Super Talk app? It is free. It is available in the App Store and from Google Play. Just download it, pop it on your phone, hit the Listen Live button, and boom, you got it right there. You can take us with you on the go. If you're sitting at your desk at work and you want to keep listening, uh, go to supertalk.fm, and you can uh, can stream it there. And if you miss anything, you can always go back and grab the podcast uh, which is free, and hey, Dad encourages you to rate and review. That's right. Yes. And you can review honestly. You can say whatever you want in the review, but the rate needs to be a five-star. Five-star. You hate Richard, you hate me, you hate Borky, let us have it. But five stars. That's the trade-off we make. Can you bribe people for five-star ratings? I mean, I guess you could, but I mean, you would have to know who they are ahead of time. Yeah, no, I, I'm saying like, I mean, if we had some sort of swag that was available, could we say, "Hey, download the pick podcast"? One at well, just be like, "Hey, you know, download the podcast. Give us a five star rating. Take a screenshot of it. Send it to us, and uh, we'll try to give you a happy." Is that like payola? Like that you go to jail for? Will or can you can no, you do that? No, no. Uh, probably not payola. That's to play records or play right. songs yeah. to boost them up on the uh, charts. Mm-hmm. It's probably not that. It's probably not encouraged to do what you're suggesting. Here, here comes the email from HR. Hey, Dad. <laughs> hey, I look. I was just. I, was I didn't just, suggest it. I yeah, didn't suggest it. I haven't it. read through Apple's you. terms of you service, said that. but I'm pretty. Well, I'm, I agreed to them when I clicked on the thing. Uh, so. Whoa, 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 whoa! You didn't read. No, so I what you're saying is any pages. moment now, yes, any moment now, somebody could come and make you part of a human centipede is what, is what <laughs> I'm hearing here. You gotta, you gotta read those things, man. All right, <laughs> that Will, seems kind of daft. Will, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be two for two. I, I said earlier, there's a story I found that I think Haydad is going to like, and he liked it. He liked it a lot. The, okay. uh, you know, you yeah, get hit by a golf ball and, uh, and, and they take care of you. He, especially the guy yeah. who's giving away cold hard cash. To buy beer, he he likes that a lot. Yeah, I think he's going to like this story as well, but I think it's going to be begrudgingly. Like he's not going to want to admit that this is a great idea, 
But deep down in his soul, he's going to think it's good stuff. The Grove Collective, which is the NIL apparatus for Ole Miss Athletics, has entered into a partnership with Hyperlux, its company. And Grove Collective athletes will begin participating in Madden tournaments on Hyperlux. They say it could be a major value add for the collective. The folks at Hyperlux said we're always looking for innovative ways to help athletes build their name, image, and likeness. And then there's this guy, Mitt Winter, who is a sports lawyer, said cool partnership between Hyperlux GG and Ole Miss NIL Collective Grove Collective. Through the partnership, athletes with the collective agreements will be paid to participate in eSports tournaments, including Madden, and be being paid to play video games. Wow. Hey, Dad, do you like this story? So they're going to pay them to play in the tournaments. Is what is that? That's what you're saying? That, that's the way I understand it. I'm trying to understand the value for the company then. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, my thought was, <laughs> my thought, my my thought was like, before you said that, I was like, okay, so it's gonna be a situation where I can be online and be like, okay, I can choose to play Jackson Dart today in Madden if he's available, and I have to pay however much to play to play him. That's what I was thinking. I don't, cool. I don't. So, so here you go. Yeah, here's, so some, I, here's some of the details. I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind the, the the deal, obviously, but it's like I don't, I don't see where the company gets the value. So Grove Collective athletes will start participating in monthly esports tournaments run through the Hyperlux platform. So I guess it's driving users to their platform would be the the value. Okay. The first nil okay. work for the esports company. The competitions will be open to all Ole Miss students, alumni, and fans. The online tournaments will feature Grove Collective athletes competing and interacting with the gaming community. So it's kind of your point, right? I mean, you're you're an Ole Miss okay. fan, and you want to play, I don't know, Jackson Dart in a video game in a tournament. You can have that opportunity that happen. to interact with right. and whatever. It's a cool idea. I definitely I, agree with that. I would think that if they're doing this is. If they do FIFA and Dart or Judkins want to catch these hands, let me know. I'll get on there. Okay. I'll uh, see if, if you're eligible, Mr. Ole Miss student alumni fan. And what what crazy world did I ever take a class at Ole Miss? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure that you're eligible based on saying who the competitions are they, open to, but I don't know what the screening process is either. So, you know, how do they test you, you just, for I your just, fan knowledge? I just sign up. I just sign up with the email <laughs> Richard Cross Homer Cotty at gmail dot com, mm -hmm. and they'll never they'll never know. So, wh who's the market for this? Because my guess, hey, Dad, is that. E e even if there are a lot of people like you who are in their mid-40s that like to play video games, I don't know that they're starstruck where they want to like walk away and be like, hey, guess who I played with today But online. But, but I think we're on the same page here. It's I, I, I could be a dad and tell my son, hey, son, I, I got a, a thing where you're going to get to play Quinshawn Judkins today in Madden. He'll be on the, uh, the mic. You, know, you get to talk with him while y'all are playing, and that'll be fun for you. That's something you can sell.
That that's yeah, that seems like a cool market. So gaming has trickled into the NIL space over the last few months. Before November's Ohio State Michigan game, athletes from both schools played in a Fortnite tournament with fifty five thousand dollars up for grabs. Oh nice. Okay. This new initiative will operate differently through deals with the Grove Collective. Participating in the tournaments will be one of their action items in contracts. EA's Madden NFL will be the first game tournaments uh, that are centered around, uh, however, that Hyperlux is capable of adding more gaming options. So, interesting stuff. That'll blow up when NCAA comes out. Yeah. You're going to have everybody playing that. This is... um, it's a fascinating deal. Yeah. So, let's see here. Dan Barrett oversees regional and local partnerships for TBG. That's a company that Ole Miss has worked with as executive vice president. Over the past few months, he's assisted in helping brands land group licensing agreements. TBG played a notable role in Halley Hair and Beauty signing deals with more than 100 Baylor athletes. The Grove Collective also has a working partnership with Wheels Up, thanks to this company that uh, they're working through as well. So, um, it feels like they're trying to do some creative things with the Grove Collective beyond just saying, hey, Joe Fan, we need you to donate $10 a month, $100 a month, $1,000 a month so that we can go out and buy players. They're, they're actually trying to do some interactive stuff, which is pretty cool. Pretty the way it's got to be. I mean, because I mean, you got to give people some value beyond hope. You got to give people. You know, it, it's great. Like I, I'm, I pay my money, and I hope we get good athletes. But there's got to be some way, you know, because that's what that's what bulldog clubs and loyalty foundations have done for years, right? Is yes, you donate us money, but we give you these perks on the other side. There needs to be some perks from NIL. That's that's the next step for for NIL collective. And and those traditional perks have been, you get better seats. seats, you get right. first access to road game tickets. If you give enough, perhaps right. you get to travel with the team for a road game, or you get a one on one or a group on one something with. You a get coach. access. Yeah, access. That's yeah. a good way to describe it. Right. And ultimately, that may be the way that that this ends up working, and I don't think it's a bad thing. If it right. ends up working, because it does feel more like NIL, name, image, and likeness, as opposed to pay for play, if what you are getting people to buy is access. And maybe it starts to repair some of those relationships for people and like personalize it just a little bit again, where it doesn't feel like it's just a mercenary thing, where you're just writing checks. I don't know. That might be a little Pollyanna, but we'll see. Look, Johnson. Coming up next on the Farm Bureau Guest Line, check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. We're back with you right after this.
Here we go. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. There he is, Luke Johnson from the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Kind enough to spend a few minutes with us this afternoon. Hello, Luke. Uh oh. Uh oh. We got an amateur behind the board and Will East, and we his, can't his hear Luke. His mic's off. His mic's off. You got to turn says, your mic on, Luke. He says your mic happy, is off. Happy Thursday to you, Rich. There you go. There we go. Now we're all on the same page. It's all good. Pretty big series starting in Hattiesburg with the Raging Cajuns in town for the final three games of the regular season. This is one where you circled it at the first part of the season, and then Southern Miss drops, uh, you know, series one to Texas State. Takes a while for the Cajuns to get going, and it ends right back up where you thought it would, even though you were a little unsure about it in the middle of the season. And um, really, I mean, Louisiana can still play themselves into a two seed. If they were somehow to sweep Southern Miss this weekend, they would be the two seed. Uh, Eagles and Coastal Carolina have a three-game block on that, and uh, all Golden Eagle fans are cheering for a miracle with the Marshall Thundering Herd this weekend to maybe take one uh, out out from Coastal. Yeah, and at five and twenty-one, that may be a big ask for uh, for Marshall at the bottom of the league standings. Yeah, it's it's baseball, and uh, crazier things have happened before. But but yeah, I mean, you, you're talking about this Louisiana team, um, the ways that they have beat people this year. So they're top 10 in the country in fielding percentage, 981. And they have swiped 153 bases this year. Um, we, we talked to, uh, to Jay Walker, who is play-by-play voice for Louisiana. He's been calling Cajun baseball for 31 years, says he's never seen a, a, a team this athletic. And they will just run at will. Um, they will, you know, uh, incite um, throwaways on pickoff moves and, uh, you know, cause the pitcher sometimes forget about who's at the plate. Uh I heard a crazy statistic today from Cliff, Cliff Russell, who's color on the ESPN Plus. Tanner Hall is not allowed a stolen base this year, um, and he's ha- he only allowed like two last year. So this is tonight is kind of the uh, the, the the battle lines have been drawn on that. And Coach Deggs from uh, Louisiana is is knowledgeable of that earlier in the week said that you know they're aware they're going to have to change their approach a little bit tonight with Hall. Would you believe it if I told you that uh, the 153 stolen bases is not the most in the country? Wouldn't surprise me, but I, I guarantee you they got to be up there. I've never, I haven't seen a team that's, that's run that much in, in a long time. They are third nationally. VMI in 51 games has 185 stolen bases. That's incredible. That's, that's over three a game. And they've been caught stealing 41 times. Mississippi Valley State is number two. In 49 games, they have 156 stolen bases. And then you've got Louisiana third in 53 games, 153 stolen bases on the year, and have been caught stealing 50 times. So that's 203 stolen base attempts on the year for uh, for Louisiana. That's it's pretty incredible. It's pretty remarkable, and that's how they have uh, generated runs. Um, one thing odd about them as well They've lost uh, their Friday night arm. They've lost another arm to Tommy John. And uh, they're still second in, in the Sun Belt in ERA. And uh, they kind of said that, that they have pieced this um, pitching staff together with, uh, with, with wire and bubblegum. And, you know, they got six to eight arms that they trust. Uh, at the same time, I mean, they've been hot. They swept Texas State last weekend. 
yeah. um, who was the team. It's kind of kind of shoved Texas State, you know, out of the field of sixty four now. But it, you know, we can. I'm sure you want to talk about Scott for a minute, but uh, it's going to be emotional. Um, I know you you talked about probably Scott would not want himself to be the center of attention. Uh, and probably at the same time, the athletic department wanted uh, him to be able to, uh, to, have, to be front and center in case Southern Miss doesn't host and this is his last series at the Pete. Yeah, and I think it was a great decision, right? Uh, I'm, I'm just kind of assuming that, that Jeremy McLean was behind that because I think most of us that, that know Scott know him well enough that he's not really interested in the limelight. He just wants to do his job and enjoy doing his job every day and then when uh, he's done, go home and then do it again the next day. That that's not really his kind of thing to to be honored. But he needed to be honored. He's the winningest coach in in program history, and um, I, I get the impression that maybe Jeremy had something to do with kind of convincing him to uh, to do this on the final weekend. The, the other thing is, it gives an opportunity for for some people to come back. You know, if if, if former players want to come back to to honor their coach, fans that. Maybe you haven't been to the ballpark in a while. Want to come back? It, it just kind of adds a layer to the the bigness, if you will, of this weekend in Hattiesburg. And, and especially, they're going to honor him tomorrow night. There'll be um, a, a, a short uh, presentation before tomorrow night's games. Depending on what happens tonight, I mean, you know, Eagles play well tonight. Tanner pitches well tonight. Uh, it could be postseason atmosphere um, tomorrow night as people come back to uh, and and I felt I feel like that's the series was going to be that anyway uh, with what's on the line and as, as good as the Eagles have been playing the last three weeks um any other thoughts from you on, on Scott Berry before we move on to a couple of uh, basketball items I got to know him so when I was playing football at Southern Miss he was uh, an assistant coach and I got to know him and uh, you know he's we've been friends a long time and one of the things that that I have always respected about him. Um, it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to get the same treatment from Scott Berry. You you matter to him. And what I found intriguing is nobody talks about 500 wins. Nobody talks about all the regionals, all the guys in the pros. Everybody just talks about Scott the dude. And uh, I, I think it's a, a very good example of about how we should, you know, want people to think of us um, is, is how we treat other people. And he has exemplified that time. And you know that. Um, I, I just uh, appreciate that. We'll tell you a quick quip. We had Coach Denson on earlier in the week, and you know, I, I made a quip about something about uh, you know him passing uphill, and he'll said, "Well, he hadn't passed up my my, my loss record yet," and I'll always poke him about that. <laughs> that's pretty good stuff. That is uh, that's really good stuff. A uh, couple of items on the basketball front that we need to mention. Really good news for Southern Miss Hoops. Austin Crowley is going to return for uh, his final year of eligibility next year. Kind of tested out the, the draft waters a little bit, got some evaluations, ultimately decided to come back, and that's a great starting point for uh, for the Golden Eagles in terms of roster construction for next year's team. It really is. It was, it was a shot in the arm, one of those guys that you had to have. Um, you're losing you know, all your bigs. You're losing Hase and, and Pinkney. But you get a bonafide shooter back um, with Alvarez developing at the point guard, being what he was this year. And then, I mean, Jay, Jay uh, Landers had two really good hits in, in the portal. Um, he got a, a guy from UNLV originally signed with Oklahoma, uh, Victor Iwalko. He was a, he was a hundred top 100 prospect uh, coming out of high school as a four star. 
transferred to UNLV, and uh, he's coming to Southern Miss. And then uh, I named some some people in the Mississippi Gulf Coast will know Nick Crass out of St. Patrick. He was a three-star, had a, a bunch of offers, ended up going to Oregon State, played in 26 of their games this past year. And after one year up, up in the Northwest, he's he's coming back to the Magnolia State. So that's two really good gets for, for Jay Ladner. And, uh, and then kind of uh, the rumbles today, uh, our good buddy from the Eagle Hour, uh, Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation, put it out today. There's some chatter. Um, and it seems to be some chatter, too, from the Ole Miss side that Southern Miss and Ole Miss may play in Biloxi uh, two days before Christmas. That would be a pretty cool Christmas present for the Gulf Coast and, and both fan bases. Nothing official yet, but that's the chatter. Does Southern Miss play often on the coast? Do they, do they ever take a home game to the, the Coast Coliseum? No? They have. It's been a while. Um, but, but, yeah, nothing normal. Yeah, and I know Ole Miss has played games there, but it's been good grief—at least a decade, maybe fifteen years, possibly more than that. Um, but yeah, that'd be really cool to uh, to see Southern Miss and Ole Miss playing uh, at the, the Mississippi Coast Coliseum and have it right before Christmas holiday. It's not a time where you would have—you probably wouldn't have great attendance in Hattiesburg or in Oxford if that was a home game um, two days before Christmas. But when you take it to a part of the state that doesn't usually get games like that, and uh, you get big fan bases for for both schools. There, you get a chance to maybe have something kind of special. Yeah, and, and it's you wonder, you know, if, if that idea may may uh, spark some interest with the baseball after we you know talk through what happened at Trustmark this year and see what kind of response they have. But I think it's great. I mean, Ole Miss, of course, with with Coach Beard with the excitement and Jay Ladner coming off second best turnaround in, in NCAA history. I, I think it's it's great for both schools and. And on the Southern Miss side, uh, I think they, they there's been the chatter today though has been an exciting chat. Um, final thing for you, I don't think uh, this is like breaking any confidence or, or well, I don't know. It's not official, so we're just speculating, but kind of educated speculation that that Christian Ostrander slides into the uh, the role of head coach. At least if history tells us anything somebody on the staff is going to be the next head coach because that's how it's happened uh, in each of the, the four previous situations. I guess the last three. Does uh, Mississippi make good barbecue and fried catfish? Yes. 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 They're, they're, they're pretty much uh, will be a wizard leading the dugout moving forward after this season. I, uh, I think I see what you did there. Thanks, Luke. Have a good day, Richard. Luke Johnson on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. We'll be back with you after this. Mississippi sports sports on your radio and in the game super talk Mississippi Turn it up. 
Always good catching up with Luke Johnson on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad with you on this Thursday afternoon. Will East sitting in for Michael Borky, who's off for the rest of the week. We're glad to be with you. Uh, it was kind of cool what Will said, um, or what Luke said, uh, hey, Dad, with regard to possibility of Ole Miss and Southern playing at the uh, Mississippi Coast Coliseum in December. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah. We've talked about that before, about, you know, state does that game in Jackson, but to get other teams out and other places around the state, yeah, that's definitely something we should be looking at. Yeah, yeah. Ole Miss has done that some in the past as well. They've played a game in Tupelo several years ago. I know State's done that. Played several in Jackson. Uh, played a few in DeSoto County at the uh, the Landers Center there. It's been a long time, but uh, I, I do think Ole Miss has played a game at the Coast Coliseum. I just don't remember yeah. exactly when. You know, and State does those two baseball games every year down there. But Ole Miss, yeah, getting down to the Gulf Coast is something Ole Miss definitely probably wants to do because there's a lot of people down there, a lot of fans. Yeah. Um, and then really cool to know that uh, Scott Berry is going to get what he deserves tomorrow night. He's going to be yeah. honored by Southern Miss in front of the fans, home ballpark. Um, I would imagine that there are some tears that will be shed. You know, when Scott Scott wears that that hard hat, right? He doesn't even wear a baseball cap anymore. He just wears the hard hat. When they changed the rule a few years ago, the the, the base coaches had to wear the the batting helmet. My guess is he'll be in that with some sunglasses over. I, I don't know that he's going to be ready to show all of his emotions right before a ball game to uh, to a packed house. But you would have to believe that the emotions will be overwhelming for him tomorrow night. Yeah, I always think about Vic Schaefer, who after uh, senior, I forget which senior day it was, but they did it before the game. And the girls were all out there, and everybody was super emotional. And then State lost, and they, it was a game they really needed to win. And Schaefer was like, "Never again." And so at that point, all Senior Day activities were done post game mm-hmm. for for women's basketball. They they never did it. And then I also think about uh, Dak senior year. Well, no, I was going to say Dak senior year. They did this, you know, huge video presentation, and they talked about his mom, and he's just out there bawling in the middle of the field, and I'm just like. You gotta get ready to play a football game now. And what happened? Ole Miss came out there and smacked State in the mouth, and uh, you know, early on, and State never recovered. Sometimes it can backfire you if you're gonna do po- backfire on you if you're gonna do post game though. Like the uh, the Mike Shashevsky said, oh, you lose. You yeah, know, they, they yeah. lost that final home game at uh, at Cameron, and then he <laughs> has to come back that, out, uh, and he just looks so just. Furious. It made people wait yeah. for like 40 minutes before the ceremony started. Yeah. That happened uh, when I was in high school. Uh, we played St. Andrews my junior year, and they had won. They had been undefeated for that season plus the season prior to that. So they had won like 21 straight games. And they decided to have a big post-game ceremony to celebrate two years undefeated. But we had something to say about that. Mm-hmm. And as we... Uh, as we were sitting there on the field celebrating our victory, uh, I just remember you could hear the PA announce It's like, um, we need the team to come to the middle of the field for a presentation. And I was just like, what are they presenting over here? And then we realized what was happening. And 
We laughed and laughed, and then we laughed some more all the way home to Vicksburg. Did you guys kind of like go like dance in the background of the photo or something? They were <laughs> there may there no, we didn't go that far, but there there may have been some fun being had. Uh, you may remember the news from a week or so ago that Matt Mott, uh, who now former was the Ole Miss women's soccer coach, he had been there 14 seasons. Uh, I think it was four straight NCAA tournament appearances over the the last four years. Remarkably consistent. We'd had Matt on the show before. Just a, a good guy, and I will readily admit he was a friend. Uh, and was was sad to see him go. Oklahoma came calling, and um, I honestly think just made him an offer that he couldn't refuse. And it was uh, maybe not necessarily an offer that that Ole Miss was. I don't know. Whatever doesn't matter. Uh, really good opportunity for Matt Mott to go to a program that is rich on resources, had great facilities, and kind of take the next chapter in his career. All-around good dude, super happy for him. Ole Miss announced a new soccer coach. Her name is Molly Rouse, R-O-U-S-E. She has been at Utah Tech most recently and kind of ushered them in their transition from Division Two to Division One. And uh, so we'll look forward to seeing how uh, how the Molly Rouse tenure goes with Ole Miss soccer. But, uh, you know, Ole Miss lost a really good one in, in Matt Mott. But, in fairness, the Ole Miss soccer job was his first opportunity as a head coach. He had been an assistant at Texas and an assistant at Auburn, uh, had been an assistant at UCF, and so he got his opportunity and made the most of it. And... Big step for uh, for Molly Rouse from Utah Tech now to Oxford to take on an SEC soccer program that has had its fair share of success in recent years. So that's what's next for Ole Miss soccer. Four o'clock hour coming up with you. That's going to include a conversation with Ben Ingram from the Atlanta Braves radio network about 20 minutes from now. First, a timeout on Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports. Sports Talk Mississippi. You know I love sports. On Super Talk Mississippi. o'clock hour with you. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us in the Pearl River Resort studios. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino. Check them out next time you are in that part of the state of Mississippi. To learn more, visit them online at pearlriverresort.com. Alongside Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. Got Will East in the studio. We are glad to have you along for the ride. Robin Hattiesburg tells us that the game between Ole Miss and Southern Miss is on. He says it's December 23rd, and the contract has already been signed. Okay. I'm going to trust you on that, Rob. We have not seen a release, or at least I have not seen a release from either school, but uh, I will absolutely trust you on that. Hey, Dad, I was thinking. All right, then. 
Oh yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah, no. Back to our uh, our conversation about Grove Collective, NIL, the esports, the Madden tournaments, all those things. Yeah. If um, if you were a college athlete of all right. of of some level of renown. I'm not saying necessarily a Heisman Trophy candidate, but you know, let's say uh, like a first or second team All SEC type guy. I like that. And there was an opportunity for you to be an endorser for a brand, a product, or a company, mm-hmm. uh, and you kind of wanted to to take that. You you wanted to take control of that. You were going to be kind of picky. What is the uh, what, what is the brand, what is the product, what is the company that you would want to endorse? Other than, of course, Polks, because picky people pick yes. Polks. We know that would be at the top of the list. And you just said I was going to be picky. That's where I was, you know, I was thinking about yeah. going that way. I mean, you, you would you um, would love to have a deal with, with Mississippi Ford dealers. That'd be great. C Spire is an obvious choice. Mississippi Farm Bureau. So yeah. if we, we set aside the partners that are obvious... Beyond right. those, genteel apparel things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly, exactly. Well, I was gonna go. Actually, gonna go down the apparel road because you know, being I'm gonna make an assumption here that this this version of Brian Haydad might still be 300 plus pounds, but we're gonna make him six foot seven. He's an All SEC left tackle. He's protecting the blind side there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to get an, a, a deal with uh, with DXL, the uh, the big and tall clothing store, because big big guys' clothes are hard to find. Now, if I'm that tall, they're really going to be hard to find. I need gear. I need to be able to look good when I walk out the door. So I'm going to try to get with some big man clothing company, okay, and uh, and be there, be their their spot. You know, I think it'd be a great model. Let's, let me show you some of my poses here. Yeah, you can see it. So, yeah. If they didn't like your poses, what would be your secondary choice? <laughs> <laughs> Omaha Steaks, something like that. Right. That's probably where yeah. I would go. Hey, Will, what would it be for you? If you were a college athlete of some renown and you wanted to uh, endorse a product or a brand, what would it be? In all honesty, it would be DeWalt Tools because uh, I'm going broke buying tools right now. Ooh. That would be in all honesty. I got it. I got a friend that works for DeWalt. Do I need to give him, tell him, give him a call? Please give him my number because I've probably put I'll up. I'll see what I can do for you. You know, a few dollars in his pocket over the years. All right, so why are you? I put a new buying, wing on Peter Luger's. What? Why are you buying so many tools these days? I don't know. I'm getting back in my. All my family was in he's, construction, so I'm deciding to get back into. He's snake proofing his house. Yes, it's exactly right. Yes, <laughs> yes, building little booby traps for those suckers so that my wife can go get them instead of me. But uh, no, I'm just getting back into it, and uh, I didn't realize how expensive tools had gotten mm-hmm. over the because I grew up and we had all the tools, so I just go you know use whatever Dad had. Uh, now I realize how. Go look for a table saw and see how much that is. About four hundred, right? For a cheap one, okay. For a little tabletop one, okay. Uh, the big nice ones that are you know um, cast iron, all that kind of stuff. You're looking at a comma in the Okay, you got a comma price. in it. All right. Yes. Okay. So that's not good. So, yeah, if I was doing any type of endorsement deal, it would be for DeWalt. Now, if I was back in college, mm. 
Oh, it'd go with some alcohol brand, I'm sure, you know. Yeah. I don't think maybe that I could allows resurrect, it, actually. Maybe I could resurrect Bud Light's reputation. Right? How? Yeah. With you? Yes, with me. Mm. Well, we're, we're projecting, remember? We're talking about a... Why would you like the real college experience, and we're gonna we're gonna endorse Milwaukee's best light? Yeah. <laughs> it's usually whatever was cheapest. Beast on the field, beast <laughs> in my glass. Yes. Let's go. Yes, you could take my last name East and put a B, you know, in front of it. Yeah. Milwaukee East. That is a Milwaukee million East. dollar idea. Will Beast. There you go. Uh, what about, what about you? What about you, Richard? Wheels up. Uh oh, a private jet deal doesn't sound bad. Huh? I, I I don't hate that idea. I, I certainly would want it to be more local, though. I mean, I I would lean more toward Nicholas Air than some national yeah. branding well, company. Yes, I mean, I, yeah. um, but star quarterback just out of Oxford High School, Richard Cross, who took the Chargers to an Five undefeated star. season <clears throat> with his golden arm mm. is. Deciding on where to go to college in the NIL deal, where does he? That, who's he sign? That, that didn't lose to Clarksdale by roughly seventy touchdowns in the the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> we're, we're assuming that that didn't the same happen. guy. <laughs> same guy. Same guy. Oh, did you score a touchdown against South Panola? We didn't play South Panola. Not my senior year. Did not. I, had a, I mean, I had a reasonably good last year. We, um, but yeah. I, but it's funny, you know, it's it's the games that you lost or the plays that you missed that you remember the most. Yeah. We lost in overtime to New Albany and uh, had a receiver. So they missed an extra point in overtime. So all we've got to do is score a touchdown. Uh, Jamie Craiger was my tight end at the uh, time, and we just ran a little tight end hot pass. It was on fourth down. All he had to do is score a touchdown, kick the extra point. When I tell you he was open, Will, I mean, like, there wasn't another person between him and, like, the Lafayette County line. I mean, it was like he was that open, and I rushed it, and instead of, like, stepping into the throw, I'm, like, like taking a step back, like, yeah, get it to him, get it to him. I, like, threw it through the uprights. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. And uh, they won. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a bummer. But uh, it was it was a pretty good season otherwise. That, that one, that one kind of stands out. Um can I do like a boat company? Like a That's like good. one of those the Malibu wake surfing boats? Those things are awesome. And I could never afford one of those. It's like I don't know. Be be a good thing to endorse if they actually gave me a boat. You don't like that idea, Will? I'm just thinking, you know, in college though. Well, I guess a boat in college would be I mean cool. and Sardis. Yeah. 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 I'd say Sardis is right there, yeah. Yeah, like, having a boat would have been a good 12 thing. Twelve yeah. miles from a boat yeah. ramp, or sea do, you know. Yeah, Co- college quarterback has wake surf boat. Anybody want to go to the lake? No, not you. Uh-huh. Not you, friend. Anyway, I don't know. I would not have been endorsing Madden though. I, you know, I didn't really know which way the con- which way was up on the controller, so that probably wouldn't have been the uh, the best one. Best one. Sports Talk Mississippi yeah. with uh, you this afternoon, streaming at supertalk.net. See, I'm suppo- I didn't have a good answer ready. I just wanted to throw that out to you guys. I wasn't prepared to answer it myself. Maybe that's because, like, when what I do you throw think a board- we're just going to say? 
Well, like if I ask Morgan a question, he answers it, and then he never asks me anything back. So it's like we can just move on. Sorry for being considerate, bro. I appreciate Sorry it. for taking your feelings into account. I, I appreciate it very much. Oh, gosh. Very much. It's the only place in the world where people get mad at you for being nice. What if you could do, like, uh, an equity stake in a company? Like, I don't really want you to pay me. I just want to own part of your company. That's Absolutely. You could probably work, work out a stock one, deal. Yeah. 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 Especially like if you get like a young, an up and coming company got a little potential, be like, you know what? Maybe I just want some shares. You know what? Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. Will I want to? I want to be an endorser for Berkshire Hathaway Class <laughs> A shares. I'll do a meet and greet with Warren Buffett. What was, I'll show up at what his What was annual... Apple stock worth in 1996? Because I want a chunk of that. Not yeah, I could. I could be. I wouldn't be on this show. <laughs> I'd be sitting on an island somewhere. A real Apple's, island, not Borky's man-made island. All right, so Apple stock, 1999. Oh, that can't be right. It was like a what was it? couple bucks. It can't be 43 cents a share. That oh, my can't Lord. be possible. It was pretty bad. Nobody had apples back in the day. You're right. Sports Talk Man. Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. We'll be joined by Ben Ingram on the other side of this timeout. can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us on this Thursday afternoon. Weekend just around the corner. The Atlanta Braves back from a road trip. They had three in Toronto and then three in Texas. Didn't go so well at the beginning of the road trip, but won two of their last three, five and five in their last ten games, but comfortably in first place in the division. Ben Ingram joins us right now. From the Atlanta Braves radio network. So Ben, we're at about the quarter pole of the uh, of the Major League Baseball season. What grade do you give the Braves so far this year? And by the way, thanks for joining us. Oh, you got it, man. And I'm glad it worked out to come on. That's that's a really good question. I think if you're if you're grading all together, I mean the lineup is an A. I think what you've seen in the rotation when they're healthy is an A. Defensively has been really good. The bullpen to me would be the only thing that would knock that down. Uh, and, and it's really hard to give a grade less than an A when you have uh, a pretty comfortable lead in the East, or maybe A minus at this point. When you look at a ten-game homestand on the heels of uh, yeah, a week long or so road trip, you, you play six on the road, and I know that's not uncommon. But when you look at this stretch with ten at home against Seattle and Los Angeles, and then Philadelphia from the division, how do you how do you gauge the importance of a stretch like this when we're still in the month of May? I, I think the important thing is exactly what you mentioned: home game. 
you might look at an opponent and you'd say, well, it's a series against the Dodgers. It's a great time to see what they look like. Or it's a series against the Phillies, and that's a divisional rival. But I think if you're going to win your division, you've got to be good at home. This is a team that won 101 games last year, and they're great on home, at home and on the road. Um, I think regardless of opponent, you have to take care of business when you're playing in your ballpark. And we just saw how challenging it is to go on the road. And the team's played really good ball on the road this year. But just saw two really good teams in Toronto and Texas and had a, uh, just two wins on the road trip. Um, so it's difficult to win when you go away, no matter who you're playing. So I think that's the most important thing. And this will be a really long stretch at home. This will be the longest home stretch of the year to this point. Um, I, I'm excited to see the Mariners. That's going to finish up a run of 14 straight games against American League teams, so a lot of interleague play here early on for the Braves. I think that the Dodgers, in, in spite of all the attention that San Diego got during the offseason, to me the Dodgers are still the team to beat out West, so you'll see them. And then you bring in the reigning champions of the National League in the Phillies, and that's a team that just got Bryce Harper back, and they have very high expectations. So um, you got to take advantage of those home games, even if they're against really good opponents. Give us a little insight into the way that the the schedule is built. Obviously, this is something that Major League Baseball does, not the teams uh, doing. Usually there's, what, a a two-week homestand that's sprinkled in there somewhere. But you usually get one of those long road trips as well, where you're you're gone for 10 to 15 days, kind of depending on how it shakes out. How how does that work out? How do they decide when you go on the road, who goes on the road for, for those long stretches? That's a great question. From what I understand, it is a, um, it's a computerized program. I don't know how they do this, but typically the schedule will come out around August of each year for the next year. So in other words, the schedule that we're in right now, it was put out in August of last year. And for the most part, you'll go a week home, a week uh, on the road. Now, you'll have some that are shorter, some that are longer. But I think for, for the most part, this is what we've experienced this season. We'll be gone for six, seven days, and then we'll be home for six, seven days. Uh, we have a very long homestand coming up. I know we have our, our longest road trip of the year is going to be in August, and that'll kind of balance out this homestand right now. We have a, a really weird road trip coming up in June where we're gone for three days. We'll go up to Detroit. we come right back. So it, it's very random. The thing that's even more random to me is, is the off days because one of the first things that we look at when it comes to uh, the schedule being released is when are our off days, uh, where are they, what cities are we going to be in. And uh, we just had a stretch where we went 17 consecutive days without an off day. We're currently in a stretch where we have three off days in 11 days. And I think everybody who travels, everybody in the traveling party would love to see those off days spread out a little bit more. I don't think we'll ever get that. Uh, you'll get them whenever you, you get them. You take them whenever you can take them, that's for sure. Um, but that seems to be the most random thing is when the off days actually fall and, and where you are. And do you travel on those off days? That's another big thing, too. Uh, no off day. Uh, you know, the t- off days aren't all created equally. Some are at home. Some are on the road. Some are travel days. It, it's very weird. So we got in, just to give you an idea, we got in from Texas last night. Last night was a, a night game in Texas, so a getaway mm-hmm. day. My head hit the pillow in Atlanta last night, or this morning, I should say, at 4.20 a.m. Eastern Ooh. time. Uh, so it, it's good to have an off day today and uh, right back at it tomorrow with a long homestand. All right, so I, I peeked ahead to that road trip you were talking about in August. Three games in Chicago, four games in Pittsburgh, four games in three days in New York against the Mets. So I guess there was a rainout that's mixed in there. There's not a single off day. I mean, that's three pretty good cities, but I don't know that you're going to get to enjoy any of them when you play from August 4th through August 12th or 13th straight through. 
Yeah, you get a stretch like that, you, you look at the cities and you think, oh, that's great, but it, <laughs> it, it, it ain't all roses, that's for sure. It's a, it's a lot of days where it's just hotel, ballpark, hotel, ballpark, and you don't have an opportunity to really go do much of anything outside of that. Uh, Chicago is a little bit different because you do play a lot of day games there. We have three day games there, but still you got to get up early the next day. So that doesn't leave a whole lot of time for, for staying out late and having a late dinner that evening. So that's just the way that it goes. Um, if you do get a chance to have an off day in a town that you like, you make the most of it. I know that we're all really excited about an off day that we have coming up in September where uh, th- there was a series in Philadelphia where an off day got switched from a Monday to a Thursday. So now we get the off day in Miami, and everybody loves an off day in Miami. It's one of the best place to ha- places to have an off day. So everybody's excited about that. And uh, It's like Snit says all the time, though. When I ask him about tough stretches or days without off days or – uh, double headers or something like that. He says, well, yeah, it's tough, but at the end of the day, this is what we all signed up for. And he's exactly right. Yep. Yep. It's, uh, it's not all bad. Hey, I want to ask you about something that you, uh, you do on Instagram. If you don't follow Ben on, uh, on social media on Instagram, he's a good follow. You, you should do that. Ballpark tours. You've been doing behind the scenes ballpark tours, kind of walking into the radio booth. Where'd you come up with that? And how has it been received? I think it's, it, first off, it's been something really fun to do. I, I really enjoyed doing it. I, I think back to when I was growing up and, and always having an interest in broadcasting and wondering what it was like uh, going into different booths and things like that. And I always liked when I was watching a game on TV and they'd show inside the booth because that's a place where most people don't get a chance to see what it looks like. And I happened to do something similar to that last year when we were in San Diego, and a bunch of people shot me DMs and said, this is really cool. You should do this for every ballpark that you go to. And it hit me. I thought, that's a great idea. Um, because the, the thing is, access is, is great. I think people love being taken behind the curtain. You can flip on our broadcast, and you can hear me telling the score, what's happening on the field. But when you give a story of maybe something that a player told you or something that took place off the field, um, I, I realized that listeners enjoy that. I started to think, well, I could do the same thing with my social media, or I could take uh, people who follow me to places that they don't normally get to see or normally get to experience. So anytime I give the opportunity or I get the opportunity to give our listeners or in this case viewers on social media a chance to go behind the curtain a little bit, I think that's always received really well. I think there's an element of mystery to uh, some of these ballparks when it comes to what it's like up in the press box or what it's like under the stadium or the tunnel to the dugout or uh, the clubhouses. Th- these are places that are off limits for, for virtually everybody. And I just happen mm-hmm. to have the the access to go into some of those places so as much as i can i want to take our uh viewers and our listeners behind the scenes a little bit and kind of pull the curtain back and i think people have enjoyed that and i've really enjoyed bringing it to them all right forgive me for being a radio dork what's the uh what's the best radio booth in the big leagues not not your favorite park not best atmosphere just the best radio booth um I'll give you two or three that that are really, really comfortable. Number one, Miami is extremely comfortable. It's a huge booth with a really good vantage point. Uh, Arizona and Seattle are both outstanding vantage points. I'm, I'm a big fan of the vantage point. We're in a day and age now where these newer ballparks, they're, they're sending press boxes up towards the top of the stadium. Yep. And where the press boxes used to be, they're, they're making money off of luxury suites. And I understand that. Uh, but I love a good low booth. San Francisco is a tight booth, but a good vantage point. 
Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm all about the big, comfortable booth and one <laughs> with a good vantage point. And out of 30 teams, there might be uh, half a dozen to a third of those that really check both of those boxes. So I, I feel like Seattle, Arizona, and, and Miami might be the top three. Does anybody actually have a bathroom in the radio booth? In the booth? Um no, not that I know of. Now, there are a few mm. that will have them right outside of, of the booth. And That's here's a funny story about Dodger Stadium. If you go to Dodger Stadium in the press box, the, the bathroom is a pretty far way away. Well, for a while, that, that wasn't going to sit well with Ben Scully. So there is a broom <laughs> closet right across the hall from the TV booth at Dodger Stadium where they put a urinal into the broom closet where he could just go across the hallway and quickly do what he needed to do and be back inside the booth rather than going to the other side of the press box. I always thought, I always thought that was really cool and very convenient. Only for Vince Scully. Thanks, Ben That's Ingram. Right. It's always great to visit with you. Look forward to uh, catching up again soon. All right, man. Thank you. Ben Ingram, radio play-by-play voice of the Atlanta Braves on the Farm Bureau guest line. That's good stuff. On Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. You can find them online at visitoxfordms.com and follow along on all of their social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at visitoxfordms. Some of the things that are coming up, Destination Oxford Car Show, that's this weekend, May 20th. Free, family-friendly event that will showcase all kinds of vintage cars that will be parked along North Lamar as well as the parking lot behind the Chancery Building and the lot next to Southern uh, something Southern. So that's this weekend. Also this weekend, the Velvet Ditch Grand Fondo. It's the third annual um, bike race, three bike races, 20-route, 45-mile route, 70-mile route, route that will take registrants through the hills of Lafayette County. The link to be uh, register can be found on uh, their webpage. Visit OxfordMS.com. And, uh, hey, Dad, next weekend, the return... Of the World of the Championship Mac? old-time piano playing contest. We talked about this last oh, year. You remember yeah. it? Yeah, I remember it was a that. big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. It's, at, uh, it's at the university. Enjoy listening to world-renowned pianists as they play music written prior to 1940. More information at oldtimepianocontest.com. And for those of you that uh, enjoy this particular event, the Summer Sunset Series returns to uh, the Grove Stage Sunday nights in June. More information to come on that. All of that at visitoxfordms.com. Before we talk to uh, Ben Ingram, I did just a quick thing. Like I, I, I discovered that the, the, the product, the company, the brand that I wanted would have wanted to endorse, I'm pretending like this is what I would have wanted to do at 18 years old. A little revisionist history, but that's it's Berkshire Hathaway. And I would want to be pl- uh, would have wanted to be paid in their Class A stock. Not a crazy amount. Uh, like man, maybe two shares, ten shares. I don't know how good I am. I in 1999, the average stock price of Berkshire Hathaway, their A stock, which by the way has never split. That goes against Warren Buffett's investing philosophy. 
The average price was $66,597.79 a share. The following year, the average price was actually down a little. See, here's where I would have run into trouble. I would have agreed to do this, and then I would have seen my investment go down the very first year, and I would have been like, ah, forget about it. Just sell it all. Just This was such a dumb idea. Why didn't I just get them to give me cash? So in 2000, it was 57288 mm-hmm. And in 2001, per share, 60, per share. Per share. Okay. 2001, 68767 2002, $72,347. And let's just throw in a redshirt year. So say 2003 would have been my senior year at 73396 Would you care to take a guess what a single share of Berkshire Hathaway is... Um, in 2023, the average, the average price in 2023 is $475,000 and change a share. Not bad. Not bad. I would also like to redo mine. I would like all my shares to be the commodity shares of frozen concentrated orange juice. I want to corner the market like the Dukes tried to. Sell them out of 142! Do uh, you know it's crazy? Berkshire Hathaway A class stock started in 1981. Do you know how many years mm-hmm. since 1981 they have been down oh, yeah. for the year? Been... Just the one that you pointed out? No, no, it's happened seven times. Oh, okay. They were down two point, almost two point seven percent in 1984. They were down twenty three percent in 1990. Nineteen percent in 1999. 4% in 2002, 32% in 2008. Remember, that's when the market went to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. 5% in 2011, 12% in 2015. But overall, mm-hmm. it's been a pretty good investment. <laughs> I tell you, you know, uh, my wife's parent company is Berkshire Hathaway. I need to see if they can maybe just dole us out one of those. Just one? Just, just one, one share? share. Yeah, I'll take half a share. Yeah, I'm with you. I am uh, with you. Uh, can you imagine having such stature that a personal urinal is installed in a broom closet for you? That's pretty good. Because of the proximity had a to great, the broadcast booth? I had a great joke. I would just tell you that the all the entirety of Dodger Stadium is a toilet and just go wherever you want. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's that right. That was said, a Dodger joke there, wasn't it, Mr. Giant Guy? That's right. Well, you don't even like the Dodgers. No, You're a Yankees fan. Sure. That's what but, I don't but, really like but, the Yankees yes. right now either. They're terrible. The, yeah. The, well, so are the Giants. Uh, the, uh, the, the, I mean, when you're Vin Scully, you know, you can get those kind of things. Can David Cross, David Cross, can David Kellum get those kind of things? Maybe. Maybe. If David Kellum complained enough, he, he might be able to do it. I, I used to laugh watching Jim Ellis, you know, back when the press box and and the the radio box were right next to each other, watching him dash out as the inning went in and try to get back in. He's I was like, oh, you got to do what you got to do. I was listening Saturday night to the LSU Mississippi State game on the radio, and it's like the eighth inning. And coming back from the break, Ron Polk brings it back from break, and I was like, I know what's happening here. Exactly. Jim hasn't made if it back Polk, from the restroom. 
If Coach Polk or Jay Powell are talking to start the inning, Jim Ellis yeah. is in the restroom. Yeah, when, 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 when so. Polk goes back in uh, Baton Rouge, I, I can't do it, Ron Polk. <laughs> uh, eight to nine is the score right now. Who's, uh, right. who's coming up to start the... <laughs> <laughs> You, just, you hear the headset rustle, and Jim's back. And you're yeah. good. You're good. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Dakota yeah. Jordan to lead things off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's Oh, that's good. That's really good. Um, let's bounce around the SEC for a second. Not necessarily, not, sure. not any sport specific, just a couple of stories to get to. Let's start with uh, transfer news as it pertains to Mississippi State. We didn't really get to this yesterday. This should be your turn to talk. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to set me up a little bit more there, but yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Tell state me more. In, yeah, stayed in the portal uh, earlier this week to pick up a running back, Kevon Lee uh, from Penn State. He was the Nittany Lions' leading rusher two seasons ago, uh, but battled injuries last year uh, and has hit the portal and is headed to Starkville. Uh, interesting in that, you know, in, in the time of graphics and tweets and Instagram posts and videos, yeah, he just enrolled. Just. Committed to the coaches, didn't tell anybody, and showed up for class, and now he's good to go. So he will uh, he will fill the role that Dylan Johnson you know left when he uh, when when he transferred to the University of Washington, and I think he'll be the the one two punch, the the main one two punch with with Woody Marks, and then we'll see who that third running back is going to be if it's Jeffrey Pittman or Simeon Price. This gives him an opportunity now to redshirt the true freshman Seth Davis, who's a guy I'm really high on. I like him in the future, but. You know, four running backs is, is probably enough. To, on tomorrow's Thunder and Lightning podcast, we talk about this in a little more depth in that we looked at App State's stats from a season ago, mm-hmm. and you see that they had, you know, four guys with 70 or more carries, five if you count the quarterback. Um, and so, you know, st- State's going to be, you know, rotating running backs the way they rotated receivers in the air raid. And that's why you've seen receivers leave Mississippi State this spring. Four of them have left. And that's why you're seeing a running back want to come in because you know there's going to be opportunities for him there. I love it. Ceasefire text line 601-879-4395. Big shout-out and a thank you to Brick in Tupelo who sends us a screenshot of his five-star rating of Sports Talk Mississippi on uh, in podcast form. Wait, there was some schmuck or schmucks that gave us a one-star rating? You're just doing that to be mean. Like, you don't really believe it's that bad. I hope. Bunch of jerks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Okay. So so good news on the transfer portal front. I would like to uh, let let us let us climb into the DeLorean and rewind two decades, if we may. Brenton Poole is the key name in this story. Just over 20 years ago, Brenton Poole ran onto the field at Razorback Stadium in the midst of a homecoming game against Ole Miss, and he patted Arkansas quarterback Matt Jones on the backside before eventually being tackled by security. You remember that, right? The guy in the drawers in the hog hat? I don't I don't recall this. Do you not? I'm, I don't. He, he I don't. was the guy that I, I, he, he ran around fig leaf style on the field, with the with the he had the the plastic hog hat on and he was running around fig leaf style. I need to find a picture, I guess. And, I, and I don't. I do not recall him, this. No. And he swats Matt Jones on the rump, 
And then he's eventually tackled by security. So, there was a call into a radio show, uh, Phil Elson's show, where Matt Jones is on there, and somebody asked him about it. And he revealed that the culprit was a friend of his. He said, that summer after my freshman year, me and one of my buddies, we were all out on the lake, and he said, I'm going to streak during the old Miss game. And we're like, whatever. And sure enough, he did it. It was a group we were hanging with that summer. I don't remember where we were. It was 20-something years ago in college. Hmm. That's good stuff. Arkansas was up 27-14 at the, uh, the time. It's great. Lacey was about to knock him out, Jones said. The players, we were all in the huddle right before I knew Poole was on there. Bo Lacey was saying something to me about it. He's lucky he came up to me because if he had come up to one of those linemen, he would have caught one in my chest. That's Bo Lacey from Newport. He was one of my favorites. We'll be back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. I feel like I left you hanging on the end of that story. 250 dollars right. disorderly conduct fine. Yeah. And he was given a trench coat on the sideline to cover himself. It was a trench coat that belonged to the Chancellor of the University. <laughs> Handed it off. Nice. That's pretty good. You can uh, keep that, son. I don't need that back. I'll go buy uh, another one. Yeah, I think I'll get another. So, uh, $250 fine and released on a disorderly conduct charge. So, there you go. Small price to pay to become a legend. I sent you the picture. He didn't halfway yes, do it. Yes. No, he was not, he was not fully in the not buff. all the way. No, but, uh, but you can't be that. I mean, guess you could. It's technically not indecent exposure if you're not exposed. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Oh, 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 I have I have no, an update. Whatever it is, I'm not going to do it. I have oh, an update. Yeah. Hey, Dad. I have an update to a story right. that I told on the uh, the radio. This here radio, this this microphone a couple of weeks ago. You remember the story? Well, well, uh, this. Uh, some random dork. That story? <laughs> yes. The, the water yes. balloon story? Yes, let me text Tom Hart I have, to, to listen I have discovered who the thrower of the water balloon was. Oh, the the, the lab got back with you? <laughs> they had a whole team of guys working on this thing, right? Uh, Enhanced. No. They were working uh, not, in shifts. Not exactly. <laughs> not exactly. All right. Well, we don't. We don't. Obviously, we're not going to dox him here on the no, air. But no, you have not. the information. Yeah, but you have is. the information. All right. I do. They took the Will and I are going to get in the, the car. Yeah, I'll be there in a couple hours. Will will be there a little bit after me, and we are going to go egg that guy's house tonight. Nah, we're not going to do that. Oh. We're not. We're going to show up at his high school for, for career day? Something? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Come here, kid. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting thought. That is, that yeah. is a career day. <laughs> Yeah. Let's talk about a job, son. 
<laughs> I got yeah. a job for you. Yeah. You got any experience with water balloons? You, you got, oh? This job is this job is in foot removal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know exactly what to do with the information other than just hold it. I just kind of. <laughs> it's good to have. It's, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good, good to have. It's like, okay, I'm glad to. I'm glad to put a name with a license plate. We'll just say it that way. There you uh, go. So yeah, there's your uh, there's your update on should, the water. Should balloon we invest story. in water balloon futures? Is there a water balloon revenge and? <laughs> Richard nah. Cross's heart. Nah. Just a young troll. Like is there a, is there, you know, you remember the movie the when the in the Predator we had the minigun? Is there one of those that shoots water balloons? Just, <laughs> I mean, have, have you ever used oh, oh, down the south? <laughs> you ever use one of those water balloon slingshots? Oh yeah. Like yeah. the kind, you know, where you have to have three people, two of them like hold out the arm and you pull that thing back. I mean, you can yeah, no, exactly send a water balloon. It's more of a trebuchet. It's just, it's just, it's just a, a weapon of, of mass destruction. A trebuchet, you say? That's what they're yeah. called, yeah. I think you just introduced yeah. me to a new word. Is that, does that come from like your video game playing? That's like those old, no, that's like those old school catapults. Yeah. And they used to send like yeah, boiling oil awesome. over the wall. Over yeah, the, yeah, over the moat and over the castle wall? Yeah, yeah. An elastic trebuchet. trebuchet. We now used to have a uh, a potato gun we would shoot. You ever had a potato oh. gun? Yeah. I don't think it's a big thing anymore. No. 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 <laughs> Neither are firework wars, I don't think, anymore, you know. But as speaking as someone who's had a Roman candle whiz by his ear a couple of times, you know, those were big Ooh. things back in the day. You you didn't go bottle yeah. rocket wars, you guys would shoot Roman candles at each other? Oh no. Everybody else was shooting bottle rockets, but one guy decided to get fancy <laughs> with it. No. I started hearing that thing sizzle as it no. went past. I was like, what are you doing? I turned around, he had a Roman candle, and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's, he's probably listening right now. He's a lawyer now. You're like, that's not how this game works. I was like, I, I, was like, I didn't sign up for this, all right? Hmm. It's like bringing a nuclear weapon to the Battle <laughs> of Hastings. What are we doing here? Jeff in Grenada says he's 52, and he had never heard that word before. I, I'm with you. Trebuchet. Trebuchet was new. I like. I, I like learning a new word. That's mm-hmm. great. I had a friend tell me today that she learned a new word from my podcast. I used the word effusive. She had she had never heard effusive before. Yeah, I know that one. So I'm like I'm one. just helping y'all out. It's basically what I'm doing. So he says, "Where did someone throw a water balloon at Richard?" Oh, <laughs> uh, you missed the story. Uh, yeah, I was. It was a Sunday afternoon, and I was driving down Jackson Avenue. Made a left hand turn out of like where Home Depot is, and was. Headed home after just picking up something that I needed that afternoon. And all of a sudden, this random water balloon comes flying (laughs) from about an $80,000 truck sitting on the road. And I hear like this cackling as it (laughs) hits the, like I got the window down and it explodes against the side of my truck. It's like right at the top of the window frame and just like (laughs) right into my head. (laughs) True thing. But now I know who threw it. Or at least I know whose truck it was. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be back with you right after this. I can't believe what I'm hearing. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
update on this Alabama baseball was supposed to begin at 4 o'clock. They have, for the last hour, been in a lightning delay. They've got thunder lightning and the light rain falling in and around the Tuscaloosa area. And so no start time has yet been announced for Game 1 of the series between the Rebels and the Crimson Tide. We'll get into uh, what's happening in the SEC this afternoon, or uh, tonight, coming up uh, a little later here in the 5 o'clock hour. Richard Cross and Brian Haydad got Will East in for Michael Borky. Glad to be with you. we got some things that we've got to talk about from the C Spire text line that I think are going to make us laugh. We'll do that in just a minute. C Spire text line is open to you as well, 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business. It's backed by world-class IT professionals who live where you do. That's right here in C Spire country. Learn more online at cspire.com slash business. We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, the, uh, the home of live entertainment. Go to the Pearl River Resort webpage, click on the events tab and you can see the uh, the live events that are coming up at uh, at Silver Star Convention Hall this uh, this spring and summer. You got Sawyer Brown getting close, Jeff Foxworthy coming up and uh, Fluffy Fluffy Iglesias, Gabriel Iglesias a little bit later this summer. Which led to a great bit yesterday from Will East, but we'll just let that lie for right now. I mean, we'll we can play it again, the, you know. We'll, we'll get to the college football fix in a minute, but first to the ceasefire text line we go. Keith in Water Valley. Hey, now this is almost creepy. We had two messages that came in within four minutes of each other. Keith in Water Valley says firework wars weren't a war unless the 50 count Saturn missile pack was used. <laughs> also, goodness. Right before that, I once shot a 25-shot Saturn missile at someone in a fireworks war. <laughs> oh, goodness. This guy was just mean growing up. He said, I also trapped a guy in a shallow hole with plywood over it and threw in a smoke bomb. <laughs> said he coughed blue smoke for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh. Where did he learn these in, in Vietnam? We do not recommend you trying <laughs> this he, at home. Where did he learn to do that? His dad must have been a must have been a ranger or a green beret <laughs> or something. Was like, son, let me show you some tricks of the trade. The hey, what's your name, Bob us, Rambo? <laughs> the person who asked us about the water balloon story said, "Well, that's funny. Hopefully, it was a prank from a friend." I said, "No, it was completely random." He said, "Well, karma will get them if you don't." <laughs> Trapped um, a guy in a hole. <laughs> Put plywood over it. Fire in the hole! I'm the only one in the hole, yeah. Uh, he, ah! coughed, he coughed blue smoke for 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes! Jeez. That's a great story. Um. <laughs> he right. trapped him. How did he trap him? Richard should watch the Pumpkin Catapult show on the History Channel, the trebuchet was uh, used on a big time. Oh, man, people are to, mean to each other. I mean, you're going to have to filter some of these out because there's probably a war crime in here somewhere. <laughs> Perhaps this one. Well, hey, that would be a great target here. <laughs> Jeez. 
<laughs> we, we used to shoot bottle rockets at each other in my house in college. <laughs> we would wait for someone to be sitting on the toilet doing their business, and then we'd shoot bottle rockets <laughs> under the door. <laughs> oh, man. It's like a violation of the what? Hague Convention or something. <laughs> <laughs> if I can somehow get a key to Haydad's hotel room at SEC Media Days. Oh, oh my God. Like, I'm going I'm to tell the front desk, like, anybody asks for a key, no go. Mm. Unless it's me. Oh, my God. Oh, me. <laughs> what you do is you catch people add... sitting around a bonfire. Oh, I got one here. What you do is you catch people sitting around a bonfire, then throw a hundred pack in the fire and haul butt. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my gosh! Imagine, imagine you're sitting by the bonfire with your girlfriend. You think, oh, do I make a move here? Is this the time? And then all of a sudden, it's like you know, the it's like the battle of the bulge out there. I get a text message. The Russians are coming. A, what about this? Somebody says you've got to break the stick off before you toss it under the door. Is that so? It'll just like shoot around in circles in the room. Hmm. Uh Oh, how about this? How about this? I was definitely hit with a bottle rocket while sitting on the toilet from underneath the door. I wonder who it was that just texted that in. <sighs> one firework battle ended with a million-to-one shot. Bottle rocket threw lattice work into the box full of the other team's fireworks. <laughs> I would pay money if that was on video. I would love to watch that. <laughs> Through the lattice. Can you imagine, work. like, what a shot. Yeah, you, you know that. And sniped them. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Somebody says if you take the stick off, it will bounce around. <laughs> like Somebody a Somebody with experience. <laughs> Oh goodness! I actually got a text message. My friend will remain nameless. He says he said you got to break the stick before shooting. He said it wasn't really a firework war, uh, firework war, unless you had the red tip whistler bottle rockets. Yeah. Oh, I had to hear that. You had to hear that noise. Yeah. That's how you knew to duck. <laughs> Roll. Get on the ground. Do something. Okay, we have we have gone fully into the pranks I pulled in high school mode. Stink bait in a tube sock under a car driver's seat. It beats a bottle rocket war anytime. Well, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <sighs> Somebody put a piece of fish in my football helmet once. Oh. Overnight. I didn't notice it day. Yeah, I didn't notice it day one, and then day two, I was like, "What is that?" And then I pulled out the padding. I was like, "Oh, come on." Wait, you went an entire practice with the fish still in your football helmet? It wasn't a whole fish. It was like a chunk of fish, like enough that they could wedge it in there. And I guess I didn't notice it day one when they they put it in. (laughs) But then day two, after it sat in the locker room overnight, I I, I knew it was there. Mm. Oh, goodness. No, no, okay. Somebody says their friend lost their eyes, one exploded in their face. That's that's why you can't have bottle rocket wars anymore, by the way. Yeah. Well, you can, but you, you know, if you get caught, you're in trouble. Put chocolate in a football helmet, and when it heats up, the chocolate comes right down. 
Dang. That's, that's awful. Um, and then there was the fi- so the penny trick with the dorm room door where you could wedge in the pennies so that they couldn't open the door. Somebody said you did the penny trick first, and then you started shooting bottle rockets under the door so they couldn't get out. <laughs> There's some mean harsh. people out there. There are, but funny. I think I've told this story before. So, I lived on the 11th floor of Stockard. Twin Towers, paid mm-hmm. at, at Ole Miss right there, you see from Jackson Avenue. I know, I know where Stockard is, yeah. The uh, the 11th floor was the uh, was the honors floor, of which I was not involved, but most of the people who lived on that floor did. Um, you remember the, the big laundry carts or trash carts, like the big heavy-duty yeah. plastic with wheels on them, and you could kind of turn them whatever direction? Oh, no. Oh, no. And, and you remember how thick the dorm room doors were? Oh, yeah. Like super thick, heavy duty wood on the dorm room doors. They had the mm-hmm. so there was a Sunday. I, I think it was a Sunday night, and we had some friends that were 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 more studious than we were. That um, were in their room studying. Door closed, door locked. I mean, you locked the door just so people didn't randomly come in and mess with you. And so there was one guy <laughs> that got in. Yeah, there was one guy that got in the laundry cart. And then two others that decided from one end of the hallway to the other, got a running start, pushed him, and then just let it go. That laundry cart, the corner of it, hit the door dead center, and it split the door from top to bottom. (laughs) Completely split the door. Uh, (laughs) The reaction to that was, was beautiful. It had to be something. Goodness gracious! I was told that crazy no, it, kids. I don't remember this part of the story, but but um, one of the two guys that was on the receiving end of that tells me that nobody ever owned up to who actually did it, and I the entire not, floor got fined <laughs> to cover the cost of the replacement door. <laughs> uh, I think we should get to the college football fix when we come back. On Super Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Mississippi on your radio and in the game. Sports Talk Mississippi. I mean, I know we've got to get to the college football fix, but there's some of these messages that just have to be read. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you that the college football fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. You can log on to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough, or you can test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. Great deals, or some deals to be had, and inventory is finally coming back, so you can find those Ford trucks and SUVs that you're looking for, and uh, again, your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Um, Hey, Dad, some of these are just... (laughs) I wonder what the statute of limitations on some of these 
So so Brad remind me reminded me um that the year before his freshman year at Ole Miss, someone on the eleventh floor pushed a Coke machine down the elevator shaft. That was not a joke. That was serious. That was a problem. That's rough there. Jeez that was a bad, bad... That leads you to expulsion from school, I think. And possibly some yeah, jail time. So. Yeah. Um, Gibbs says the laundry cart is how they would occasionally... Not he, but some probably would sneak girls in and out of the dorms at Moorhead after hours. Okay. Makes sense. Um... Will from Ocean Springs says that uh, it's bold attaching your name to these. We put Catfish Charlie in the air conditioned intake at DSU. Okay. Uh, how about the one, uh, hey, Dad, that says this one time at band camp? Yeah, it started off, I was like, okay, it's a joke. We and put Novocaine on a brass player's mouthpieces. <laughs> how, did, how did you get Novocaine? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'll just hand that out at the, at, at the Kroger, you know. Double up ketchup packets and put them under the commode seat. It was a blast when someone sat down, pun intended, says Herschel. Ah. Uh, that's that fancy ketchup. Put a dead possum in a buddy's truck one morning before school in the middle of August. It was bad. That's just <laughs> oh, wrong. Hey, what's wrong with somebody, y'all? Not nice. I had somebody that put a field-dressed deer in the back of my truck in the parking lot my freshman year. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Kool-Aid mix mm-hmm. in tennis shoes. Sweaty feet equals colorful feet. Ah. <laughs> hmm. uh. Subject. Oh yeah. Sardines. Sardines in the air conditioner duct in our high school office. They had a different unit then than the rest of the school as a senior prank. The office stunk for a couple of months before they figured out the issue. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> Oh, oh me! Hmm. I heard of a senior class releasing three pigs inside the high school at night and numbering them one, two, and four. <laughs> one, two, and four. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Can you imagine? That's a good one. Can you imagine the panic? <laughs> Where's three? Where's three? Where's three? Every time you hear a snort, you're like, what is that? Gibbon Greenwood says, Hey, Dad, our buddy battle trapped a goat, yes, in a dorm room over the weekend. <laughs> I believe that, knowing what I know of our buddy battle. Mm. All right. I have no trouble believing that story. All right. So for your college football fix today, Jackson Dart versus Will Rogers. Who you got? Who you got? Hey, Dad, set this set this up. We talked about this earlier today. So yeah. Set up the genesis of this question. So, and, and it started from with me um, talking good about both of them on last night's Thunder and Lightning. I, I was talking about 
how I'd had a couple of national guys on the podcast, and they were both higher on Will Rogers than I felt like even Mississippi State fans would tell you. There's a lot of state fans out there that, you know, are still slow to buy in on Will Rogers, especially in a new offense, and they, they love to throw that system quarterback label on him. And both these guys, it was Jacob Hester and Cole Kublik, were like, no, not at all. This guy's a competent, winning quarterback. And so I was talking about Rodgers, and I started, I brought up Dart as well, and I was like, you know, also really good. And another guy who I think Ole Miss fans maybe don't appreciate as much as they should. I think Dart is an outstanding quarterback, one of the best in the SEC. I think Rodgers fits that label as well. And so, you know, you've got two really good quarterbacks here at your, at your you know, SEC schools in this state. And I think, you know, I think it's a good debate. You know, they're, they're, they're both so different from each other. You know, this, is, this isn't, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think of some, you know, somebody who had similarities, but you know, they're, they're, they're really different players in what they bring to offenses and what they are yeah. and what they've done. So I thought it was an interesting debate. And to me, it's an interesting reminder that quarterback is not one size fits all. Right? I mean, we, we think, sure. of, oh, go, go get the best quarterback out there. And, and there's something to that, right? I mean, if, if you can go get the number one player in the country like Georgia did this week with the, I, I can't remember his name. We, we talked about him yesterday. Uh, the son of the former Nebraska defensive lineman or offensive lineman. Dominic Riola. The, yeah. the, the kid's name is Dylan. Yeah. So Dylan, Dylan Riola. Okay. You get the number one quarterback in the country. Yeah. Sure. But if you think about plugging Jackson Dart, into Mississippi State's offense when it was run by Mike Leach, I won't definitively say that Jackson Dart could not have excelled in that offense, but I don't think of his level of accuracy, at least at this point in his career, being the same as that of Will Rogers. But conversely, if you tried to plug Will Rogers into the offense that Lane Kiffin has run with... Jackson Dart, I don't think that's a great fit either. It's not a, not a good fit because you don't have the running threat that you know he has shown that he kind of needs in that offense. You know, so yeah, you know, and 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 you know, I, I talked about the Egg Bowl in, all, last night as well. It's like you know, you go back and you look at the Egg Bowl. Dart played great in that game, I thought, and I thought Rogers played maybe his worst game of the year, and especially in a game where. State ran the ball really effectively, which was usually like a hand-in-glove, right? State runs the ball well, Rodgers has a good game. That was the one time he didn't. He he had some bad turnovers, he took bad sacks, he just looked out of it. And, of course, had the fumble that nearly cost State the game. Whereas with Dart, I've said this a few times, I think if you switch quarterbacks in that game, State ends up winning by like four touchdowns. That's how much better Dart was that night. But the running game just wasn't there for him. State did a great job defensively. But... Over the long haul, and, and, and the offenses are so different. And it's, now this year, they might be sort of similar, though. You know, I think there's a Barbe's offense is probably closer to what Kiffin's going to do than the air raid was for sure. And State's going to run the football more, but th- but then again, State has Mike Wright. So when they do want to run the quarterback, they have a running quarterback to do that. You know what I'm interested to see with Mike Wright is is that just like a goal line package where it's like it's okay that the other team knows what's coming because he's athletic enough and there are enough reads and enough options there that that can be effective versus do you run him out in the middle of the field and are you just telegraphing we are running the football with him when he comes in the game or we're 
doing read option with you him, gotta, or do you have you're to, have to throw show it that eventually. he can throw it a little bit? And I, you know, he he's shown at Vanderbilt that he can throw it a little bit. So yeah, they're going to definitely they can't just do that. But that's it in goal line situations. Not trying to compare the talent, but I mean, you knew when Tebow came in, that's mm-hmm. what was going to happen. You yeah. knew when Dak came in his freshman year, that's what was going to happen. But and then the you wrinkle, know, you the wrinkle with Tebow was the jump pass that we saw that time. The jump pass, exactly. So you got to you do have to be able to show that he can pass a little bit. But yes, I, I do think that it's going to be a situation where if you see Mike Wright come on the field, you know Mississippi State's about to run the football. Yeah. We got a question earlier, and uh, forgive me for not remembering who it was, that just kind of asked you point blank, what do you think Mississippi State's offensive style is going to be? Real balance. You know, and again, I, I suggest you listen to tomorrow's Thunder and Lightning podcast because we talk about this. And, you know, you look at last year with App State, they threw for about just shy of 3,000 yards, maybe right at 3,000, and rushed for about 2,500 yards a season ago. And I would imagine those are going to be close to the number State's going to try to get to. That, you know, if, if Roger, uh, Bryce for App State threw for 2950, he completed 63% of his passes. He was 27 to 6, touchdown interception. Those would be outstanding numbers for Will Rogers. He would, he would be the all time leading passer in SEC history if that happened. And he would not have, you know, he would, I mean, those would be great numbers. I would feel really good about predicting State to win eight, eight plus games with those kind of numbers. So I think State's going to be much more balanced. Much more rotation in the running game than in the passing game. The passing game, you're going to have two or three leading receivers, and they're going to go from there. That's your college football fix, driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. More coming up with you after this. To the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk Mississippi. Need to let it play for a bit? Yes, yeah, Lunatic yeah. Fringe, man. You gotta let it play. Okay. You know, good things come to those who wait. I'm bad at this, Will. On how 9000 is about to start talking. This is a long intro, though, I'll be honest with you. They couldn't get away with this nowadays. No, gosh. Can they not just start it right there? Probably FM radio does. You know. It gives the DJ more time to talk over it. Hey, we're coming here live from uh, blah, 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 blah. the Eagle 97.1. 97.4, lock it in and rip the knob off. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard you do DJ voice. Hey, Dad, that's, uh, that's I can all right. That also, uh, uh, that also doubles as a uh, gentleman's club voice. So. <laughs> Sometimes those are one and the same thing. I know some people. No, sometimes that went those guys might moonlight, you know. <laughs> How'd that work say. out for you, Will? Oh no, it wasn't me, you know. <laughs> Not saying that it was. Uh, yeah, we I, actually. I, I, gosh, 
I have a great story. I wish I don't know that I could tell it. I'll tell you a, a quick story. one. We used to do a show from one of the gentlemen's clubs, um, I'm live on the air. I kid you not, at another station that I used to work at way back when. Like from the parking lot? No, they actually came. They brought people to us on their bus to the station. <laughs> it's the gentlemen's club in uh, the Golden Triangle area, if you know what I mean. Uh, I know where you at. Yeah. And they used to. I think be, I've passed that one on the highway a time or you, two. There's a. There's you a, would know if you had. There's a marker out there that identifies it, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yes. Yeah, very identifiable. Yes. And it was one of the first shows that they we ever live streamed video on the internet, and it was you know terrible quality. And I bet about two weeks into it, they sent us a message saying, "Nope, cutting you off." Hmm. Yeah, I, I believe that. I believe every word you just said. Um, <laughs> we have a first pitch time for Ole Miss and Alabama. It's oddly specific. 552. <laughs> here, in, here in Starkville, it's 612. A 552 first pitch tonight from Tuscaloosa for Ole Miss and Alabama. It was originally at 6 or 630, and then they bumped it up to 4 to avoid the bad weather, and then they got a bunch of bad weather, and I guess if they had left it at 6, they could have just played it as scheduled. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming if they can play at 552, they could have played at 6. Maybe not. Maybe that eight minutes will come in handy at some other point. Sports Talk Mississippi right. is brought to you in part by Belk Ford and Oxford Toyota, who are the presenting sponsors of this weekend's Destination Oxford Car Show. It's in downtown Oxford. Vintage cars of all makes and models on North Lamar and in uh, the parking lot that is on the north side of the Chancery Building, and then also the parking lot that is just to the east of something southern on, uh, I guess that's Jackson Avenue East. Uh, but kind of if you're in and around the downtown Oxford area, you're not going to have any problem finding the, uh, the cars that are there this weekend. It's a, a really cool setup. They've got prizes that they are giving away. Uh, and again, Belk Ford and Oxford Toyota, the presenting sponsors of the ninth annual Destination Oxford Car Show. If you're coming into Oxford this weekend for the car show, might want to stop by Belk Ford Oxford Toyota as well on Highway 6. Great selection of Ford F-150s on the lot right now. We've got a few super duties to choose from. There's some expeditions that are on the lot, not to mention the great selection of used vehicles that is available. That's Belk Ford Oxford Toyota, Highway 6 West in Oxford. Richard Cross and Brian Haydad with you. Got Will East in for Michael Borky. Uh, no, Michael Borky has not been fired. We did not run him off. He just took a couple of days off. Uh, he is out for the uh, the rest of the week and will rejoin us on Monday. And we'll look forward to him being back. But uh, it's been fun having Will around also. I mean, I yeah. guess it kind of depends on your definition of fun. But we'll call it fun. He's been a good sport. If your definition of fun is fireworks and gentlemen's clubs and fat jokes, it's been a great week for us so far. 80% of my life right there. <laughs> is the gentleman wow. club not is what's, is no. what keeps it from being 100? No. I hope, anyway. Greg and Jackson says they got a forestry-grade smoke bomb and tie-wrapped <laughs> oh, it to the frame of a guy's truck. The ripcord was tied to his drive shaft. <laughs> When he put his truck in gear, it pulled the ripcord, and the smoke was so bad that it shut down all four lanes of Highway 80 in Jackson. That might that 
This one might actually a not have a statute of limitations. grade smoke bomb. I didn't... You learned about a trebuchet today. I learned about a forestry-grade <laughs> smoke bomb. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that was a thing till today. This would have been I a figured they start for... a fire in a forest if they wanted to smoke. You know, you would think. You would, you would think. Oh my god! Uh, this would be one of those good days where we get to the end of the show and we're like, "What did you learn today?" Oh, learned about the list is long and distinguished. Learned about trebuchets and. Forrester great smoke bombs and live shows at gentlemen's <laughs> clubs. I just hey Will, I think there's a request a for uh, I, I know you got a busy day, but for you to be with us tomorrow because Dwayne wants you to uh, make an entry into Food Friday. Oh, I'm the worst cook on this planet. Uh, I can Surely, I can eat with the best of them though. So yeah, yeah. Surely you've learned something in uh, in in the family in which you have married into. Greek delicacy. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about you learn how those, to eat better. Those people, though, uh, careful, they, careful, careful. They're, the, they're aware uh, the of what I'm about to say. Is they want to tell you how to do it, and then two seconds after you start, you're doing it wrong. Let me do it. So you don't really learn anything. Uh, mm, okay. Yeah, that's true. Bossy true is a word. Us that Medi- we would throw around. the people of the Mediterranean. We we are very particular. Yes, you are. You are very, very particular. You ever used Windex to take care of a pimple? <laughs> uh, I've, that, I've, that, that joke is not funny in your house, is it? Th- so they watch. There's a new one coming out, by the way. I don't know if you know. There's a part three of my hey, big hey, fat Dad, Greek hey, hey, Dad, have you ever seen my big fat Greek wedding? No. It's a bunt. Come on. You what should... does that have to do with Windex taking care of a pimple? There's a guy on there, and he uses Windex for everything. So Windex oh, okay. will fix it. It's kind of like okay. duct tape. Fix yeah. everything. Or WD-40. Uh, all right, okay. okay. I mean, uh, they, the movie's been out long enough that I think we can not spoil it. By the, the point uh, is, I'm not worried about spoilers. I just the, I didn't know bride, where you were going. The, the bride has a massive pimple that pops up the night before the wedding, and they kind of make fun and laugh at this uncle, uncle who uses Windex to fix everything. <laughs> And then he's like, "Hey, come here. Let me. I, I put Windex on it, and the pimple goes away, and it's all good." I thought you. We were about to hear a story about how Will used Windex to get a pimple one time. <laughs> I, I thought you. you no, know, it was like it a was super a talk story to... that I didn't know. Okay. No. Okay. Well, yes. We're all on the same page now. But they watched well, that movie, and they there's parts where they don't laugh. Okay, it's parts <laughs> it's of it are not funny because it's too close. To, it's like, yeah, that's the way you do it. Well, yeah. I I feel that way about the movie Navy SEALs. When they're just blowing up Lebanon, I'm just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> funny. <laughs> it's a good movie. You've seen that one in a while. You don't see that one often. That is a good movie. They, they, don't, they don't show it on TV enough. It's a good movie. Yeah, Dennis ha- it had all a great the major league people my... in it. Had Dennis Hasbert, That's right. right? It had uh, Charlie yeah. Sheen. Charlie Sheen, yeah. yeah. Had uh, the Terminator guy. A great... Right? Wasn't he in it? There's a great line in it that my friends in high school used to love to quote that we can't say on the air. So bad when you do that. I, well, I mean, I, I hey, can't. Hey, there's I this thing that's so this. funny. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Well, it's, it's not that I, I don't want radio. to. It's just I can't do it, literally. I will get a text from HR. <laughs> mm, okay. Did I, I have a story that you were about get a to tell, Will? Formal story. It was related to a big fat Greek wedding, or just about you being a bad bad cook, and yeah. Okay, all right. 
Um, he's he's gone quiet. He's dummied up there. I I'm just, he I'm, just got I a text am, message that said you better zip it. Hush your mouth. Shut your mouth. Oh me. Somebody asked us if um, we had mentioned Austin Crowley returning to Southern Miss and what that means. Yeah, we talked with uh, with Luke Johnson about that a little bit earlier today. It gets huge. Um, after the season that he had, Austin Crowley, uh, as most players who have good years and are upperclassmen do, uh, kind of throw their name out there to at least get an evaluation from NFL scouts. I mean, I, I don't know if Austin Crowley thought, believed that he was going to get like a, you know what, you should absolutely enter your name in the draft grade, but it's like, why not get feedback from scouts so you at least know where you stand? And uh, he elects to uh, to come back to Southern Miss and was their leading scorer a year ago. Jay Ladner's got a couple of nice pieces out of the uh, transfer portal as they try to kind of rebuild that roster after losing a couple of the key big men from uh, a year ago. And uh, that's one piece they don't have to replace. So I think it's a big deal for Southern Miss. You gone, buddy? Matt Morell back at Ole Miss. Well, I was going to say Matt Morell back at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Austin Crowley back at uh, Southern. Will Tolu Smith be back at Mississippi State? We'll find out soon. We, we think so. And yes, I am gone. We All do right. think so. But we got awards day at school? Yes. And she has been told she is getting an award, so I'm going to make it. All right, go. Papa. You'll be a Papa, Papa. Later. We'll wrap it up with you next. Sports Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi continues. You can join the Premier Collegiate Woodbat League in the South as the Cotton States Baseball League is hosting its 15th season with games at BNA Bank Park in June and July. The deadline for college players to register has passed, but if you are a high school or junior high player, you've still got time to get registered. It begins uh, the season begins early in June. The application deadline for high school and junior high players is June 2nd. The Cotton States League is an affordably priced league that features outstanding facilities, great coaches, and an invaluable opportunity to compete and get reps during the summer for college players and up-and-coming high school and junior high players. They put out a complete stats package with results each night during the season. For more information, visit their website, cottonstatesleague.com, or follow them on Facebook and Twitter. That's CottonStatesLeague.com. And remember, all games played at BNA Bank Park in New Albany, located close to so many great players from the region. That application deadline for junior high and high school players, once again, is June 2nd. Richard Cross and Will East with you for the uh, final little bit of this stadium. Ole Miss and Alabama are now underway with Game 1 in Tuscaloosa. You've got uh, a few games that have gotten started. LSU and Georgia are in the bottom of the third, with LSU leading in Athens 2-0 over the Georgia Bulldogs. Florida with an early 2-0 lead over Kentucky in Lexington. Uh, The Ole Miss-Alabama game just underway, a couple of outs in the top of the first inning. Arkansas and Vanderbilt tonight at 6 on the SEC Network. Tennessee-South Carolina has been postponed. So I guess they've got weather issues in South Carolina 
Texas A&M and Mississippi State tonight at 6 in Starkville, and also at 6 on the Plains, Missouri, and the Auburn Tigers. So that is uh, what's coming up for SEC baseball on this Thursday night, final weekend of the regular season as it stands going into this weekend. Neither Mississippi State nor Ole Miss in the SEC tournament. Ole Miss mathematically eliminated. Mississippi State, there is still a chance, but uh, it is a fairly slim chance. They've got a sweep, right? They've got a sweep and then have some help. Wow. Mm. So it is not one of those control-your-own-destiny situations for Mississippi State this weekend. All they can do, though, is like handle their business, and that's get three against Texas A&M and then see where it falls after that. Um, Mississippi State, 8-19 and 19 in SEC play going into this weekend. And you got Ole Miss, who is 6-21 uh, and 21 in league play. And again, out of, comp- uh, out of the contention. That's the word I was looking for. Contention. Sports Talk Mississippi brought to you in part by Genteel Apparel. You can get a great-looking shirt like the one that Will East has got on or like the one that I've got on, genteelapparel.com. Uh, if you order online and you enter your email address... Yeah, gun show going there. Gun show. I love these shirts, man. They're good, aren't they? You know, I'm, I normally don't wear polo shirts to work until mm-hmm. you got me these. And I wear these all the time. You got me a couple of them, and I love them. And I, I see them out a lot more because I see the little, uh, was it the duck that they have on the very back? It's a teal, but yes. A teal, sorry. Oh, just no. <laughs> Where on earth would they have gotten Brain. that idea? Yeah, no, but yeah, no yeah, 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 I see them a lot. Yeah, they are growing in popularity all over the southeast. You can uh, buy them at men's clothing stores throughout the state of Mississippi, like Abraham's Indianola, the Willander in Brandon, Mile 363 in Natchez, T. Sappington Company in New Albany, and many, many more. Or order online at genteelapparel.com, enter your email address, and get 10% off your first order. Genteel, the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. I've actually got a couple more of those shirts for you. Well, I uh, thank you. My wardrobe thanks you. I'll, I'll have to get them to you. Please do. In, them, in time, good sir, in time. Yeah. My size is not going to do you any good. So. Yeah, you're right. That's uh, that's true. Um, so, <laughs> what did we learn today, Will? Oh, people are mean to each other. I learned that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, mm. You know... People all, all all the time are saying, you know, how terrible the next generation is. The the new the kids are so horrible. Then you go back and you look and see what some of these kids did to like, each other, what we, we did to each other, bottle rocket yeah. wars and stuff like that. And you think maybe that new generation isn't that bad. Yeah, uh, our memories are who goodness. We had nothing else to do. There was three channels on TV. There's no internet. There's no or there's some video games, but most of them are terrible. So. You go out there and shoot some bottle rockets at each other. Jeff, we're going to take this as a compliment. He says on the ceasefire text line, I think today's episode of Sports Talk Mississippi has been the most entertaining show so far in 2023. Thank you, Jeff. Okay. Five and a half months in, we'll, we'll take <laughs> that. We certainly will. Dwayne and Brandon says he's waiting on a shirt giveaway. All right, Dwayne, you got to help me remember this. Uh, a couple of weeks before football season, we will, uh, we'll, do a, we'll figure out a way to do it, and we will give away some, uh, some Genteel shirts. We'll do some that have got uh, from the collegiate collection that have got uh, some good-looking logos on them. We will uh, we will do that leading into college football season this coming year. But yeah. you got to remind me. I know you will remember. Hey, thanks for being with us. 
Enjoy your Thursday night weekend just around the corner. We'll re-rack it and do it again tomorrow starting at 3.06. For Brian Haydad and Will East, I'm Richard Cross in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Good night. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services A Super Talk Mississippi media production.